0: in a series called Building Firm Foundations. I'm so glad that you are hungry for the things of God and want to know what God says in the Scripture, and you also desire to please the Lord. We are on the 16th lesson of this series, but it's the number two for the teaching called Praise and Worship. Please listen to the first 15 Lesson of this teaching. And I believe that if you build good, firm foundations in your Christian walk, you shall be like a house built on a rock. And even the storm, the wind, the rain comes, it cannot make you fall down. Let us pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for teaching us what you want to tell us, Lord. The truth in the Bible. We are hungry for the truth, and we believe as we know and practice the truth, you shall set us free. We thank you, Lord, and we commit this time to you. We want to hear from your Holy Spirit, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Last time we have the introduction on the subject of praise and worship. In this session, I would like to really encourage you to See the importance of worship. Why should we worship God? Why is it so important to praise and worship our Almighty God? Everything we do, we will do with good intention and with discipline when we know that what we're doing is good for our own life. I give you example. I know that if I take balanced food, protein, vitamin, calcium, and good vegetable, I have enough rest, I exercise, I shall be healthy. So I see that it's so important to eat balanced food, to exercise, and to have enough rest. I do it with the understanding of the importance of taking care of my physical health. In the same way as a believer, when we know that praise and worship is so essential to our spiritual and faith walk, it's so important for our victory, we will make sure that we can worship God on a regular basis, and we will do it by faith. Let's look at Exodus chapter 25, verse 8. The Bible says, Then have them make a sanctuary for me. I will dwell among them. From this scripture, we can see that God desires to be in the midst of His children. God told Moses to build a sanctuary where the priests enter into, in order to, worship the Lord and the presence of God was there. Worship is the way to really reach out to God, really call the glory or the presence of God to come down from heaven so that the presence of God is with us. I love to praise and worship God because I have relationship with him and I want to be in his presence, in his presence there is strength, joy, healing, victory, direction, wisdom. There is life. There is good things from heaven. God desire to bless us and to be with us. And we should have a hunger and thirst to be with Him. And God say worship is the way that we can encounter God. Let's look at the second scripture. In the book of Acts chapter 15 verse 16, the Bible says, After this I will return and rebuild David's fallen tent. Its ruins I will rebuild and I will restore it. From this scripture you can see the strong desire of God. This scripture has two meanings. Number one, he shall build his church. Jesus said, I shall build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Not only that, David's tent that was ruined, that was destroyed in history, was a place to worship the Lord. The priests worshipped the Lord 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. So when we talk about David's tent, we're talking about the church. God's people come together to worship Him in spirit and in truth. God say. I will rebuild David's fallen tent. I will restore it. So it means that God really have a strong desire to build his church and to gather his people together. And they come together to praise him, to worship him, and live a life that worship him all the time. My dear brothers and sisters, I believe that God will smile from heaven when He see all of you come together in your church and praise God and worship God together. So you can see the importance. It is His will to be with His people and it is His will to restore the place of worship. The third reason that we should worship the Lord is that one day, We will be in heaven for eternity. What will we do in heaven? In heaven, we will worship Him, sing praises to Him. We will lift our arms up in front of His throne, and we're going to worship Him for eternity. So, we should learn how to praise and worship God in this earth right now, preparing ourselves to be in heaven, So that when we get to heaven, we will not be surprised. We will not be out of place or feel strange. Everyone worship God, but I don't know what to do here. I don't understand how to worship. So we should prepare ourselves to be in the presence of Jehovah, the Almighty, the El Shaddai in heaven. And on that day, we're going to see the Father. We're going to be in the light of God and we will see Jesus face to face. So that is another reason why worship is so important and we should have a desire to worship the Lord. In John chapter 4, 23 to 24, the Bible says, Yet a time is coming and has now come, when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit, and His worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. You can see, this is the fourth reason why praise and worship are so important. God is seeking through worshippers. One thing that I have a desire in my heart is to have the Lord sought after me. He is pleased with me. He loved me. He looked from heaven and find me and say that I am very pleased with this man. I want him to seek after me and bless me. And in order to be that kind of person on earth, I need to be a true worshiper. I worship him 24-7, And every day I live a life that gives glory to the Lord. At my clinic, in the operating room, when I'm driving my car, sometimes people want to get into my lane. I slow down. I let that car come in. I want to give God the glory by being a giver, by being the person who blesses other people. I smile at people. I want to be a true worshipper. Everywhere you and I go, God gets the glory because we live a life of being a true worshipper. We love Him, we honor Him, and we want Him to seek after us. That's what happens when we are true worshippers. That is the fifth reason why we should worship the Lord. God is seeking True worshippers. Not only that, worship is so important because the Bible commands us to praise and worship God. In Psalm chapter 29, verse 2, the Bible says, Ascribe to the Lord the glory due his name. Worship the Lord. You see, it's a command. Worship the Lord in the splendor of his holiness. Psalm 95, verses 6 to 7 says. Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are the people of His pasture, the flock under His care. It's so clear. The Bible commands us to worship the Lord, to live a lifestyle of worship. The Bible says clearly that when we obey the commandments of the Lord. We will be blessed. The Lord will heal our sickness and disease. The Lord will make us the head, not the tail. He will make us to be above, not beneath. I believe that you want to be blessed by God. And the way to be blessed by God is to obey His commandments. And how can we find the commandments of God? We study the Bible. We read the scriptures. And these scriptures say that as God's flock, as God's sheep, as God's disciple, God's children, we should ascribe to the Lord His glory, His majesty, His splendor. This is why praise and worship is so important in the eyes of God. Praise and worship is an act of honoring God. In Psalm chapter 50 verse 23, he who sacrifices thanks offerings honors me and he prepares the way so that I may show him the salvation of God. Wow. God deserves to be honored. He's the king of all kings. He's the lord of all lords. He is our savior. He is our fortress. He is our refuge. He is our protector. He is our provider. He is our shepherd. He is our creator. He is the life giver. He is everything for our life. He is the owner of the universe and the heavens and the earth and the cattle on the thousand hills. He is above everything. He should be honored by us. I pray that all of you shall live a life of honor. We are honorable people. Praise and worship is the way to honor the Lord. And the Bible promises us that when we honor God, we prepare our way so that God can show us salvation. Salvation includes forgiveness of sin, also Going to heaven, receive life from God, being healed, being delivered, being set free from curses, being set free from poverty, have victory over enemies, protection, everything that God can keep us in good well-being all the days of our life and for eternity. God gives special salvation to those who honor him. And worship him. And that's what happened to my life. I love to worship the Lord. And I can see God saved me from unnecessary loss of finances, from car accident. God saved me from sickness so many times. God saved me from going the wrong direction, associating with the wrong people. When I worship him on Sunday. When I praise Him in my daily life, I prepare my way for God to step in. Or in other words, I do my part to give the legal, spiritual right to God to stretch out His hand and His arm and move mightily to bring salvation to me. So you can see here that praise and worship is so important. The Bible describes that God is so worthy to be praised and worshipped in many scriptures. He is good. He is worthy to be praised by us. When somebody has been good to you, maybe give you a job, help you to pay off your debt, or that person keep helping you, He is so good to you, definitely you will say thank you. You will say, I loved you. I appreciate you so much. This is the relationship between human beings. Somebody is so good to you, you want to really praise that person or say something to encourage that person or do something good to that person. Wow, God is even better than human beings. He's the good God. In Psalm chapter 96, verse 4, the Bible says, For the Lord is great and greatly to be praised. He is to be feared above all gods. You see, God is great. He's so powerful. He's full of splendor and glory and majesty. He's perfect. He is above all other gods. We should praise Him and worship Him. Psalm 99 verse 2, The Lord is great in Zion, and He is high above all the peoples. The Bible described how God is so great in the universe. And this is why we need to lift Him up with our words, our actions. We should magnify Him. He is worthy to be praised and worshipped. Psalm 34, verse 8. Oh, test and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the man who trusts in Him. I agree with this scripture. God is good. He is perfect. He's so good to me all these 38, 39 years. He's so good to my family. He's so good to the church that I attend right now. He's so good in every way. I want to say thank you, Lord. I loved you. I praise you. I worship you, you're such a good God. I believe that you have tested and seen the goodness of God in the land of the living already. Count the blessing. Look back in your life what God has done to you. Look at the cross. Jesus is so good to us. He never sinned, but He was willing to go to the cross to be nailed to the cross, suffer for all of us, shed His blood, being whipped, being scorched, so that we can be healthy, we can be blessed. He's so good to us. We should worship Him. He has given us so many benefits, healing, deliverance, provision, salvation, eternal life, superabundant life, he gave us so many benefit. In Psalm chapter one oh three verses one to three, bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits, who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases. When we think about or meditate on the benefits that God has given us on this earth. We cannot keep our mouth shut. We have to open our mouth and say, praise the Lord. We shout. We laugh with joy. We dance. We sing song. God is so good to me. He gives me so many benefits in this life. Oh, it's so wonderful to be a child of the living God. I want to see a lot of people repent and turn around and come to God, He wants to bless the people. He loves people, but we need to repent of our sin and turn to God. In Psalm chapter 107, verse 21, oh that men would give thanks to the Lord for his goodness for his wonderful works to the children of men. Psalm 135 verses four to five. For the Lord has chosen Jacob for himself, Israel for his special treasure. For I know that the Lord is great, and our Lord is above all gods. We want to praise God that he sent somebody to witness to us, to tell us the good news about Jesus Christ. And he has chosen us to be His children, to be His treasure. We're so thankful that He loves us so much and He really called us into salvation. That's why we want to say, Lord, You are wonderful. You're so good to me. You have chosen me to be Your son and daughter. I want to praise You. I want to let You know I appreciate you so much. Psalm 92, verses 1 to 2. It is good to praise the Lord and make music to your name. O oh, Most High, to proclaim your love in the morning and your faithfulness at night. You can see here that again and again, the Bible talks about the wonderful things of God his benefit, his good character, his love, his wonderful calling, all the good things, all the graces, all the mercies, all the love he has for us, we should be thankful and we should give him praises, glory, and honor all the days of our life. So there are so many reasons Why it is important to live a lifestyle of praising and worshiping the Lord. Now we're going to look together the characteristic of worship. We're going to look in the Bible together. What are the right or godly characteristics of worship? So that when we worship God, we do it in the right way, pleasing to the Lord. In John chapter 4, 23, I read again. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and His worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. From this scripture we can see that we don't worship any man, we don't worship our own church, our own organization, our own name, our success. We don't worship our denominational name or anything else. We worship the Father. God must be the center of worship. When we worship God, yes, we do the best we can to play guitar, to sing the best. We have the best equipment that we can buy. The light in the sanctuary, the drum, the piano, the organ, everything we try to do the best. We try to dress in the appropriate way to honor Him. But the focus of the worship is not the singers, the worship leader, the drummer, the guitar, the light or the decoration in the church. Or the carpet in the church. The center of the heart of worship is our God. We focus on God. We praise Him. We worship Him. We don't go up on the stage to sing nice songs to show off that. Look at how good I am in singing. Look at my dress. Look at my fashion that I dress. No, we don't focus on those things. Yes, we need to honor Him in our clothing and action, in our body language. But everything that we do, we lead people to the Almighty God. He is a center of worship. And worship is not just a ritual ceremony or a religious practice. Or a motion in the church. Or something we have to do. Another characteristic of worship is that worship must be based on a genuine relationship with God. And we realize that He is the God who forgives our sin. And we come to Him with a thankful heart. That true the forgiveness of God and the blood of Jesus Christ, we can approach the throne of grace. We come with a thankful heart and with the covenant of relationship with God. Jeremiah chapter 31 verses 31 to 34. The time is coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel And with the house of Judah, it will not be like the covenant I make with their forefathers when I took them by the hand to lead them out of Egypt, because they broke my covenant. Though I was a husband to them, declares the Lord. This is the covenant I will make with the house of Israel after that time, declares the Lord. I will put my law in their minds and write it on their hearts, I will be their God and there will be my people. No longer will a man teach his neighbor or a man his brother, saying, Know the Lord, because they will all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord. For I will forgive their wickedness and will remember their sins no more. Worship is based on relationship, on covenant. God make a covenant with us. He received us as his child. We believe in him, trust him, follow him, obey him as an obedient child of God. We make a covenant or faithful promise to each other. I love you. I honor you. I trust you. I have faith in you. I can obey you. I'm going to serve you. At the same time, he said, I'm going to teach you, I'm going to guide you, I forgive your sin. The biblical characteristic of worship is that we do it out of the covenant relationship. So this is important in the way you worship the Lord. True worship does not depend on the place where we worship. It doesn't have to be a nice building. It can be in your kitchen, in your bedroom, on the field, on the top of the mountain, in the boat, in your car, anywhere. John chapter 4, verses 21 to 24 say, Jesus declared, Believe me, woman, a time is coming when you will worship the Father neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You, Samaritans worship what you do not know. We worship What we do know. For salvation is from the Jews. Yet a time is coming and has now come when the true worshippers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. For they are the kind of worshippers the Father seeks. God is spirit and his worshippers must worship in spirit and in truth. You can see here that we can worship God anywhere in the airplane in the boat at work in the kitchen we can sing song when we cook we can worship the lord actually when i perform surgery many times i just sing worship song and all the nurses and the anesthesiologists could hear my singing i worship even during surgery anywhere anytime you can worship the lord it's not that you have to fly to jerusalem or you have to fly to that location in order to worship the Lord. We must worship God in spirit and with sincerity of the heart. That's what we read from the book of John chapter 4, 23 to 24. Let's look at Isaiah 29 verse 30. Look at what God says here. The Lord says, These people come near to me with their mouth and honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. The worship of me is made up only of rules taught by men. You can see here that God knows our heart. We don't just worship him with our lips and our voice and our outward action. Lift up our hands, standing, clapping hands, shouting. God look beyond just words and action. He look at our heart. Do we really love God? When we worship Him, do we really appreciate God? Do we really honor God from the bottom of our heart, from everything we have? We must come to Him with a genuine heart, the right heart, loyal, faithful, steadfast heart, the heart of faith, the heart of honor, the heart of love and appreciation and thankfulness. Examine your heart every day. We need to guard our heart. We need to be self control You know, I examine my heart every day, whether I have any bitterness against anybody. I ask myself every day, why do I go to church? I go to church because it's a job as a pastor to preach on Sunday. I go to church to meet God because I love God, because I want to be in His presence. I need to check my heart all the time what I am doing. Because God, look at my heart. I want to have the right heart. I want to have the sincerity of heart in worshiping the Lord. And not only that, we worship Him in truth according to the biblical principle. Therefore, we should study the Bible and understand the biblical way of outward actions in worshiping the Lord. Again, the Bible says that God is looking for true worshipers who worship him in spirit, in John 4:23, in spirit and in truth. In spirit means from the deep part of our life here, the spirit. Our body come from the dust, and it will go back to the dust. Our real person is the spirit. We worship him not just from the physical body, but in the spirit. And in truth, mean that we worship him in the biblical way, which is the truth. The Bible has the truth, contains the truth. So in the next teaching, teaching number 17 of this series, we're going to learn the Biblical Pattern of Worship. Please come back and listen to the lesson number 17. Thank you so much for spending time with me. Let me ask a question, and you can write down what you learn. My question is, why is it essential, important, vital to live a lifestyle of praise and worship? What have you learned from the scriptures and from the Holy Spirit? From now on, will you worship God on a daily basis? Will you get excited to go to church, to go to fellowship group at home and worship the Lord with all your heart, with everything you have in your life? Just sing the most the best you can and worship fully and love him. I pray that this teaching helps you to really become true worshippers. God bless you and may the Lord be with you every day and give you great grace. Love you. Bless you. We trust that this message is ministered to you